edition of the Bullheaded Podcast. I'm your host, per usual, Sean Tyson, here with Zoo and P. Bush. How you guys doing? Doing well, man. Just doing mock drafts and watching baseball. That's pretty much been my uh, beginning of August and late July, so pumped to get into the fantasy. Yeah, fantasy football season has begun. It's been a while. A lot of mock drafting. I've been daily mock drafting every day, every day for the last weekend, man. For some, it's been like probably two, three weeks and I'm out constantly mock drafting, man. Seeing some trends and seeing some sleepy picks, man. That I, I'm, I'm still, I'm still blown away how late some of these guys are going. So, <laughs> yeah. all these guys no passing on my doing. dudes, man. I'll, I'll, I'll be eating, man. I'll be eating. Screw yeah. consensus rankings, man. I go with my own rankings. Confident. Yeah. Speaking of fantasy, uh, that's going to be a topic we're going to be discussing today. But first, I want you guys to make sure you follow us on Instagram at bullheaded underscore pod. Make sure you follow the podcast also on all the DSPs with Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and also our YouTube page with Quantro Nose, TikTok, bullheaded864. Just trying to let you guys know the type of content we're putting up daily. So make sure you follow that. And uh, <laughs> without further ado, we will be talking about mm. fantasy football and I would say people's favorite positions to draft, which is the running backs, most important. You know, this year, like most years, but I feel like this year in particular, it's just a lot of options with running backs. Um, And obviously, we all know who the highest guys are going to be. But, you know, we kind of want to spice things up and see some guys who we consider stock up and some guys we consider that are stocked down and some rookies to look out for. So, (laughs) you know, we got to start with Zoo. To get his list of stock up guys and uh who you looking uh who you looking at zoo number one baby number one draft target <laughs> every single draft the disrespect to ezekiel elliott has gone too far <laughs> all this tony Pollard loving man my vote is gone too far man it has gone way too far everybody needs to remember tony Pollard. he's a cute player little pass catch it back but he's a handcuff, man. He's a handcuff. Yeah. He gets you, get you two, three balls, make you like 40, 50 yards, man. But he, people got to remember that. He's a handcuff. He ain't Alvin Kamara. People are like, oh, this dude, pass kitchen bag, Ezekiel <laughs> He's going to turn to Mark Ingram. Stop the disrespect, man. Ezekiel Elliott in the last five, six seasons has been an RB1, man. RB1. Ezekiel Elliott does not miss games. The only games that this brother misses is when he gets suspended. Other than that, (laughs) the dude doesn't miss games. Last year, he tore his PCL, and that's when he saw his statistics draft, like, off a cliff. Like, his first couple games, he was dropping, he was like vintage Z, dropping 20 points, 20 points, 18 points. Got that torn PCL, man, play through it because he's a warrior, man. He doesn't miss games. And then he's more of a little mediocre games, a little 60 yards and maybe just one touchdown or 70 yards with no tutties. So you saw that drop off, and he still finished in half point PPR as the sixth best running back in fantasy football. So this dude on a bad year on a torn PCL finished RB1, and he's going in the fourth round. That is so disrespectful, man. People are taking <laughs> Travis Etienne above Ezekiel Elliott. Come on, are you serious? Yeah. Travis Etienne off of a catastrophic injury with the with the second year quarterback with no no track record. You're taking that over Ezekiel Elliott's pedigree, and this dude's yeah. still not that old, man. I know he's six seven years. RB's age a little more, man, but 27 years old, man. Ain't that old, man? Ezekiel Elliott, man. This guy. I'm telling you, if you get this guy in the third, fourth round, hallelujah, man. Yeah. <laughs> you get you get you might be able to get Zeke as your flex. As your flex. Just think about that. You may nah, that, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's, just think about that. You take yeah. RB1, RB2, maybe, maybe you get lucky, get 
the first overall pick, you may get a Jonathan Taylor and you get the swing back. Maybe you get a Aaron Jones and then, oh, Ezekiel Elliott. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Are you kidding me? Ezekiel is your yeah. flex. Have mercy for the teams you play against because the brother doesn't get injured. The brother's on a good offensive team led by Dak Prescott and that good offensive line. It's a top 10 offensive line. So they have a good offense. They're going to give you in the red zone. Ezekiel Elliott, the red zone, barbecue chicken, man. That guy at the one-yard line is just money. He's adding passing to this game. So he ain't, he, he ain't like a Nick Chubb who doesn't really like catching the football, man. So he's yeah. versatile, even though they got Tony Pollard back there lurking, just lurking. And people are like hyping him up. I know, I know the biggest Tony Pollard man, Sean Tyson, Mr. Tony Pollard. Hype yeah, guy. But, but I was sleeping on him, man. But if I'm drafting Zeke, I'm obviously getting Tony Pollard. He, yeah, he's going to be a little more to. pricey. A little more pricier this year compared to previous years where he gets yeah. in like the 80th, 90th, 100th picks. But now people are hyping him up thinking he's like the next big thing. But I'm going to sleep on that because you know all he is going to be on my bench, man. That's all he is. He's a nice, Safety nice blanket. insurance. He's insurance. Yeah. For, he's insurance, insurance for Ferrari. That is Ezekiel Elliott this year, mm. man. Number mm. one league winner this year. No doubt in my mind, man. I think so. No doubt. No doubt. I, no doubt. You, I guess I'll go kind of along the same line, Zoo. I'm actually going to say I think Saquon Barkley's being rather undervalued mm-hmm. right now, too. I think True. a couple of mock drafts I've done, I've seen him slipping into the third round. Mm-hmm. I've also seen him taken late second, but that's, you yeah. know, kind of just the name recognition aspect, right? Oh, but yeah. look, he's another year removed from his, his ACL injury, right? We got new coach in there. We got a revamped offensive line, which I think is easily the biggest aspect for the Giants that they needed to build on last year. I know Daniel Jones is still there and, you know, God knows how that passing <laughs> offense is going to be. But look, man, Saquon, I don't know if you saw some of his training camp highlights, man. He looks explosive. He is trucking people over. That's the yeah. that's the Saquon that we want. And, you know, if he's if you could get him, if he falls to the third round, you know, like let's say maybe you got, you know, maybe you got a late first rounder, all that to Zeus point. If you could get him in that flex position in some way, shape or form, that'd be ridiculous. <laughs> Based on your positioning, if you are going to get him in the thir- early third round, you might not be able to get two other solid running backs there. So I think he is a little bit more – he's higher up on the ADP zoo than yep. Zeke is at this point. And I think it's partially because Zeke's coming off of an injury a little bit more recently than Saquon is. But look, man, I think people forget how good of a dual threat back this guy is. He has the potential to, to lead that team in both receiving and in rushing uh, damn near, unless Daniel Jones just starts running for 700 yards in the season. <laughs> So, you know, I, I think that it's a risk to take him. I'd argue that it's actually less of a risk than maybe taking Christian McCaffrey. Not saying to take him, you know, top three in the first round or anything like that. But if you're looking for a guy that you might be a little hesitant on, Saquon Barkley's not a bad option. So that's one zoo. That's kind of my sleeper. But I got to say, man, the value of Aaron Jones is ridiculous this year. And I think a lot of people are sleeping on him. He'll end up being a top, probably a top four running back this year. That's my prediction. And he's not going there. So I think his PPR, we've talked about this multiple times. They got Alan Lazard, who's, I think, a, we'll talk about wide receivers at a different podcast here. But yeah, Aaron Jones is looking like a PPR monster this year. They might kind of shift him over to the slot, especially with A.J. Dillon having, you know, pretty viable option as in your backfield for Rodgers there. So, you know, two guys on my end, you know, Aaron Jones obviously going first. But if I could get Aaron Jones and Saquon Barkley – at va- valued lower than where I think they should be, I'm taking those two guys in a heartbeat because Rodgers doesn't have too many other options up there in Green he Bay. Does not. MVS and Devontae, <laughs> he's going to be using Aaron Jones a lot here. And I think 
I don't think I think they will split carries with Dylan, but I think he'll make up the value, especially if you're at least in a half point PPR league. I think it's it's worth it to maybe move up one or two slots to try and get Aaron Jones, maybe taking him a little earlier than his ADP. It's tough, man. There's a lot of these guys that are stock up this year, but yeah, I don't think you can, I don't think you consider Aaron Jones like stock up necessarily, but I do think he's being under steady right stock. Now. Yeah, he's a steady stock with a little bit of an uptick because of his increase in PPR. We saw what he did to the 49ers, man. Even on Rodgers' bad oh, pass game. Oh, I remember, man. He had nine for like 130. Catch yeah, he, he didn't pretty, score. He had a really good game. If you're in a four-point yeah. PPR or you got him in DraftKings, man, that's 22 points right there. Not even taken into account rushing yards. So, I don't know, man. I think he's got one of the most consistent values this year, but I'm actually looking at him a bit more than I was last year. Uh, I got All I got to do bring up Aaron Jones' stats. Last four years been RB1. Yeah, RB one, RB one, guaranteed. RB one to late RB two, early RB. And now he's got an even up more upside. Yeah, and, and this is the true Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram season, man. This yes. is the comparison because AJ Dillon this year, AJ Dillon this year. I'm pretty high on AJ Dillon, man. Like, yeah, I feel I like he's, he is not just a handcuff now because mm-hmm. I'm watching him last year on the ground because he is the red zone guy. I think he's the red zone guy, man. Yep. Those money touches at the one yard line. Because I remember I watch every one of those Packers games, man. Oh, oh yeah. I guess I got so sad every time they're like Aaron Jones, get out of here. Moving AJ Dillon, get that RB, get that one yard tutty. I'm like, oh <laughs> my lord, man. They work. Aaron Jones catches the football, get them all the way down. They take, they take his butt out. AJ Dillon goes in and gets the splash play, man. And I feel like they're gonna use that a lot more this year. Like obviously pointing out, man, they got Lazard out there because they you're gonna they're gonna run Aaron Jones at the slot, man. I feel yeah. like he might be pretty much a receiver this year, man. Good flex option. Uh, if you like can get pretty him, much, man. he is he is a definition of a flex. He can play RB and wide receiver. Barrel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He got good hands, man. He's really really good. Even on deep routes, he's actually pretty good too. He's not yeah. just a think and dunk guy. He can also run straight out. But I got man AJ Dillon, that Green Bay offense, man, with that offensive line, top five offensive line this year again, man. Dude, they're going to be running the football because I feel like Aaron Rodgers be a little more passive again this year. Man. I think so, yeah. Just go full running game, controlling the possession, man. So Aaron Rodgers, open AJ up the Aaron game. Jones, yeah, exactly to get get AJ, uh, Lazard a little more open. But man, those Green Bay boys pick both. What do you think about that, Zook? Yeah, that, you that's tough, man. The thing is, all these handcuffs that I usually like getting, like the ninety hundred pick, man, they go in early now, man. Yeah, they're going like six, seven round, like legit, like all these like handcuffs going a little too early. And when I see the receivers down there, I'm like, I rather take a receiver that could be dropping like fifteen points, like on any given weekend. So I'm mm-hmm. like, the upside between some of these receivers, because you get some really, really sleepy good receivers this year. In the, in the mid rounds from like rounds like four to seven, a lot of those mm-hmm. type of guys and passing on those guys for just a handcuff, that's gonna be tough to do, man. But it's gonna be a I'm hard sure. decision. It's gonna be a hard decision because you know me about my insurance, man. If I'm investing a draft capital or a first round pick and, I, and that guy goes down, you, you're pretty much gonna lose. You need insurance on that guy to get it yeah. done, man. Because my lord, without insurance, perfect, perfect example of that was a. Uh, Cook and Madison. Madison, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, I think Every Cook year. went down for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Madison was a really big player in terms of that handcuff. He, I think he could be one of the big, bigger handcuffs this year. I agree with all you guys. Uh, I think I'm slightly higher on Dylan just because I've been reading the reports. And I think to people, she made this point, he might be pay- playing more receiver with Aaron Jones. Uh, Dylan, towards the end of the year, kind of got a little bit more in that traditional running back role and got more carries. And I just wonder if no one in Green Bay 
emerges as like maybe a number two option. Like Lazard, maybe what if Lazard is the number one option? And number two is Aaron Jones. Well, if that means Aaron Jones is legitly in the slot, then that's just going to make Dylan a potential RB1. Yeah. And like you say, when it comes to goal line situations, he's going to be in the game because I would rather have a- AJ Dillon. Nothing against Aaron Jones, but I'd rather have him on the goal line. So that means he's going to be getting a lot more touchdowns. So that's going to be something to monitor because if they're, yeah. you know, if the reports are true that they're both on the field for the majority of their plays, then I'm guessing AJ Dillon is the running back in the backfield. So that means that's going to make him a de facto RB1, which mm-hmm. if you can get value with that, that would, that could be something really nice. Um, yeah. You know, for me, I think. A running back that's kind of getting undervalued, I wouldn't say a lot, but a decent amount is Cam Akers. Because I think Cam Akers, him coming back as RB1, and he's going to be Cam Akers? Yeah, I think he's getting the value because he didn't fish well last year. He's getting the value because he's coming off catastrophic injury. But the thing is, he's going to be the guy for them. And and Sean McVay only uses one back. He don't use two backs. So if there's going to be one guy, I think that could be a true RB one. It's going to be Cam Akers, and he can catch out the backfield. So to me, I don't think like yeah, I think Daryl Henderson and them got a lot of shine last year because Cam Akers was hurt. But Cam Akers got taken in I think the second round. I'm not sure, but I think he got taken in the second round, like because they, you know, Todd Gurley was a guy, and they're like, okay, we're going to bring in Cam Akers because Todd Gurley went out the. I mean, I'm not Todd Gurley put up a lot of stats when he played, but. He was injured, so I think Cam sure. Akers, like he's gonna be the guy for Sean McVay. And I think I don't think a lot of people are talking about him as being like a tier two or tier three guy. Like he's not a tier one guy, so I think he's gonna be a guy that Sean McVay is gonna use a lot. And like as they go to my point, he only gives you he, he only really uses one back. Cam Akers had it, I think last year. I wouldn't say he had a bad playoffs, but it wasn't great. Like and well, he, he came off yeah, an Achilles he injury. Count. He was on a snap count, so yeah. he was splitting. But and I think he came back healthy. too early. I think he, I think he That's came true. back to it because I mean, I think he came back from Achilles after what ten months. And Achilles is a year that. plus. Like that's not a, that's not. I don't think that's an injury you can come back after nine to ten months. So I think Ken Makers is a guy that I think is he could be a potential RB one. I think he could be really good. Um, another guy that I like a lot, which everybody's knew last year, but I think DeAndre Swift's going to have a really huge year, and that's only because I think. I'm not a fan of Jared Goff, but I do think Jamison Williams and Amon, I think it's Amon St. Brown. Brown. Yeah. I think he's going to, I think he's going to be a guy who, you know, emerges in that, I guess you could say receiving core. And that's just going to open it up for Swift. And they Um, got Chark. They picked up Chark too. I mean, I like, I mean, got a good rep with Goff. That's just what they, yeah. Yeah. I think that's the only reason why he was in Jacksonville. I think last year he was okay, but Trevor wasn't all that. So, yeah. Uh, but I think their their passing game is going to open up DeAndre Swift even more, and I kind of I kind of expect him to. Uh, I don't. I guess you could say Swift is fringe tier one, but I think by the end of the year he could be a tier one guy just because of his ability to catch the football out of the backfield. And I mean, like you say, with draft position, I don't know where you would draft him, but I like him a whole a whole of a hell lot more say than a guy like Joe Mixon this year. Because I think all the Bengals guys are going to go down. I think they're all going to go down this year. Because I think, I think Cincinnati snuck up on a lot of people. Nobody saw what Joe uh, Joe Burrow was going to do. Jamar Chase. Not saying these guys are not great players because they're all great players within their own right. But I think they're all going to kind of have a okay. Now we're in the league and people know what we're doing. So if you're asking me who would I rather draft, I'd rather have Swift than Mixon this year. Because I don't think I think Mixon's still going to be good, but I don't think Mixon poses the same threat out of the backfield that Swift does. 
even though Joe Burrow's a way better quarterback than Jared Goff, and that may affect his receiver numbers, but if Jared Goff has a lick of sense, he's going to be feeding the ball to Swift way more than I think uh, Cincinnati would with Joe Burrow. So those are two guys that I'm looking at as huge stock up guys. Um, I don't know a guy this year that's like going to have that Jonathan Taylor arc because nobody saw Jonathan Taylor coming last year. So I don't know a guy who who that could be. If I, hey, Jonathan Taylor was a first round pick last year. But I'm saying that to him being the first overall pick this year, like nobody thought John Taylor was going to be the first overall. He was a top seven pick. Like, but nobody thought he was going to be the first overall pick last year, Zoo. Nobody thought that this year he's going to be probably the number one overall pick. Everybody thought McCaffrey's going to be an overall pick. He's not going to be the number one overall pick this year. I ain't drafted him number one overall. That's well, all I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, all right. That's if all he I'm won't, saying. He won't. Well, you're one. Of, you're, you're the alien. You're the alien. Like I'm saying, everybody else in fantasy is going to no, draft reason, him number one. No, no. This is how they, all these ranking curves do, man. Last year they just look at last year's stats and he finished number one, so that I okay, he's going to finish number one again, man. Yeah. Exactly. That's, that's how they do it. It's like I'm like, okay, he finished number one. Last year. McCaffrey. I'm not touching McCaffrey with a ten foot pole this year. I don't care no. where he where he does. Like the he's a guy is, that I think he, he's probably is, gonna go top ten. The, thing, about is, the thing is, all <laughs> running backs down, are, but I ain't are all running backs are injury prone. That's the thing. The way they That's play true. the yeah. position, you aren't injury prone until you get injured for the first time. Like Christian McCaffrey for his first three years didn't miss a single game. Yeah, he played all Mid- sixteen games. Snaps, yeah, exactly. Like, so the dude snap. was the definition of. This dude was iron yeah. until he got yeah. injured, and then it happened. So all these running backs eventually will get injured. Eventually, just, That's true. just the nature of the position is so damaging to the body. Like, like people are not meant to run into big, big guys, three hundred pounds, trying to get no. at you every two seconds. Like Tackle this position, from every is just, angle. it's tragedy for running backs. So I don't know about the, all the injury history. I don't. I know people have doubts about CMC this year, man. But man, I have a lot of doubts about it. If you look at upside, CMC's upside is higher than he has the highest upside. Exactly. Where would you take CMC? Number one overall. You're freaking crazy. Number one overall, man. You'll lose that. I guarantee you take CMC. All I got, and and this is coming a CMC shareholder (laughs) for the last two years. Last two years. I think you're stuck with running backs because you're doing the same thing with Zeke, and he's done nothing but trend down. I don't think he's trending up at all. You're doing, yeah. I think you're just you're you're using the pedigree thing a lot, and I don't know pedigree. Yeah, like to pedigree, me, it's way more better. Pedigree is you called get. consistency, man. I like guys who are consistent. Zeke and CMC have been consistent the last two years. Zeke, Zeke did I not say fun. Zeke has I'm been RB one for the last half decade? That's a fact. I don't know. The that's guys that had no, Zeke no, in my no, last two weeks have not. No, that's well. a fact. He's know. been a top twelve running back for the last six years. The guys that had Zeke. I'm just that's, saying the guys that have been in the league with Zeke have not done that well. His total points for the running back position has been yeah. top 12 for the last year. I'm not arguing that's, that's not, I'm not arguing that's that. That's my point. That's called pedigree. I'm going to take consistency over a guy that has Who one good Who would you rather have, Austin Eckler or Zeke? Austin Eckler or Zeke? I'll take Austin Eckler. Najee or Zeke? Because well, I could get Zeke no. later. Like Najee or Zeke? Zeke? I'll get Najee because he's young. Alvin Cook or Zeke? Who? Dalvin Cook or Zeke? We're not, he's not saying he's a first round pick shot. I'm not saying he's a first he's round pick. Okay. Going I'm, like saying, I'm, saying, right now. I'm saying that the value of Zeke in the third round could finish as a top 10 running back. That's what Absolutely. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I don't see it. I'm just not a big Zeke fan. He's hurt I, a lot and he's got, he just is not explosive anymore. Is the reason I, why. Do I, I smell a bet, Sean? Do I smell a bet, Sean? This year, Ezekiel Elliott will finish as a top 12 running back based on total top points for it on no, average. No, you got to say top Come on. Seven, top 12? No, no. A lot of no, leagues are top seven, Top seven, top six. No. Don't do top four. That's too easy to get. What do you mean that's too easy to get? Right, Third rounder? Top, what are you smoking? 
top 12 that's too easy to get that's not, that's not an easy bet for me you're talking like he's gonna be a top five or top six pick. that's the definition of rb1 i don't make the definition that's the definition of rb1 in fantasy football 10 to 12 team leagues a top 12 running back is an rb1 that's i'm not mad at him i'm not mad at him if he's a like to me i think zeke is in that tier in between the two and tier two and tier three I don't think he can reach tier one and all. And I, if you put a gun in my head, I don't think he's tier two. So what does that put him as a back? If he's not a top tier twelve one. running back, I don't care. You can put him at yeah. twelve or ten. I, mean, I don't care. Where you put him. All I'm saying uh, is he's a top twelve running back this Z. year in fantasy football. That's I, all I'm saying. Look, I, I don't know how That's just. Like, I let him yeah. walk for my dynasty team zoo only because I was paying him too much based on where I auctioned at him last year, right? I but now, where he's getting valued at market value in an auction league is about half of what I paid for him last year. So to Sean's point, I agree. I don't think he's going to make the jump to like being valued as a first rounder next year. Yeah, I think he'll, I think if he goes in the fourth round, I think he will end up having a better position than where he was drafted. I agree with you there, but I, I don't James know. James Conner Ezekiel Elliott. That's the last one. Ezekiel Ooh, that's Elliott. tough. Ezekiel Elliott. Shit. I don't think Connor's going to match the James Connor guy, but I think he's going to get the touches I, this year. I don't think he's going to get the touchdowns, though. He had such an insane his, That's his fair. I just don't know who's the back behind him. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, like, I, like, Darryl Williams. Darryl Williams is a solid back. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's a good yeah, hand. Nice. He was a good hand. But though, I, guess you guys, I guess you guys could know where my stock down is. Uh, <laughs> I think I guess I could start Zeke. with that. I, like Zeke is probably... I'm not saying he's a bad oh, back. You, a you bad cannot back. say he's stocked out. You cannot say he's an RB1, man. You cannot say he's stocked out and he finishes RB1. I, that makes I no just, sense. Listen, listen, I have other guys that are stocked down, but since we were talking oh. about Zeke, I just don't like Zeke a lot. I just don't like Zeke a lot. I just don't. And no, I've kind of. So Zeke Elliott this year finished having 13, 14 fantasy points. If he's in the fourth or fifth, and I have a, if I have a, like, let me look at a guy, like, Let's just say if he's in the fourth round, and I have a choice between Ezekiel Elliott and Brees Hall. I'm, I'm probably going to see Ezekiel Elliott. Elliott. But, I might but I might regret it. I might regret it. Considering where Brees Hall is, and he and that's probably a, a like future sight into where my rookies guys are. But I'm just saying, like, I might regret it. I might. I might. Because I just don't see, like, I don't know. I just didn't like Zeke last year. And plus, too, I think I'm scarred is because the guys who took – and I think, too – I've been scarred because the last two years in my fantasy, the guys that's taken Zeke, they've all been at the bottom of my league. And partly it's because they probably could have got a better running back. And that's probably just me. Like, maybe Zeke has looked better in other people's okay. leagues, but I'm just saying, like, oh, he just looked mine. Bad. I'm just telling you right now, last year was a bad year, and the only running backs that finished ahead of Zeke were Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler, Joe Mixon, Najee Harris, and James Conner. That's a fact. And those guys, like James Conner, had an unbelievable season, like virtuoso season with the number of touchdowns he converted over last mm -hmm. year. Like the, like the dude was Eckler insane. And same thing with Joe Mixon with double-digit touchdowns. Austin Eckler, 12, 12 touchdowns. Jonathan Taylor, 18 touchdowns. So these guys converted, like, in the red zone at an elite, elite rate. And Ezekiel Elliott had an offseason, and he still finished number six. That's yeah. not a no, bad he's, year. He's good, Zoo, but to Sean's point, he's seeing no. a trend downward. Oh, and I there's agree. a trend downward. But when you're starting at the mountain, you're sure. still on That's top. Fair. When you That's start fair. at the tip, well, you're still on top, man. You that ain't coming from nowhere. You not hear me? Your mic. Oh, is it still out? Yeah. Oh. RB1, baby. Ezekiel Elliott will finish as a top 12 running back. Guaranteed, man. Because the dude, the dude is Iron Man. I'm keep praying that he keeps being Iron Man. But man, if he stays out, then man, 
no doubt in my mind in that elite offense they got there with the offensive line, man. Yeah, they do. And it looks, I, I, and I guess my, I think Sean posed this, but like, where would you take McCaffrey? And I think that's kind of where Zeke is too. It's like, where, well, where will you take him, Zoo? Like, if you were to, you know, you're coming up in like late second round and you know you're not, you know, going to get another good pick, he might be gone the next time you pick. Would you take the jump to take Zeke? Like, are you that confident? Or depends are you just saying board, if he man. falls in your lap? It depends who's on the board, man. If there's other exactly. younger running backs on exactly. the board, like a and pair of them. Saying. That's what Sean's no, no, saying. No, no, no. Sean's saying that he won't be a top 10 running back, man, or top 12, RB1, RB1. That's what I'm saying. I'd say I would consider like a good season for Zeke, like above expectations is top nine. I would say that that would be an unbelievable. Oh, you making season. arbitrary numbers now, man. I'm just going by the definition. Top 12, RB1. I'm just saying, you're talking about a league, like a league winner. You're talking about a league winner for the value in which you drafted them. Yeah, a right? league I winner. I think if he the, makes that jump, that's that's going to win you the league. If you take oh, Zeke yeah. in like the third round and he ends up No, if, if you take you Zeke know? in the third round and he finishes top 10, money in the bank, man. Money yeah, in the exactly. bank, man. Money but in the I bank. I think to to earlier point about McCaffrey though, I think if he if people are that hesitant and I've seen drafts where he falls to about 5 or 6. I've actually take seen him. a couple mock drafts. So if he falls to 5 or 6, I mean you got to take him. Oh, yeah, I'm not the taking him first overall. Might take him third, possibly, just because, you know, I, it really depends who's gone. If somebody takes Taylor in the first overall pick and then Henry's gone or something like that, I'm probably going to sit there and take McCaffrey. But I don't know, man. I, I'm going I'm to switch to stock down real quick because we've kind of been trending that way. But I got Josh Jacobs in here, man. And I'm not saying he's a <laughs> great running yeah, back to start. But you could you could argue, man. He's had a thousand yard seasons every year of his career, except for last year, and he rushed yep. for I think like eight hundred and seventy yards or something like that. But the one thing that I found interesting was he he had the most receptions of his career last year. I think he had like fifty five. And Josh McDaniels, man, he's a committee guy. He they, now they have Kenyon Drake there. They have Brandon Bolden, who played I believe with Josh Dan, Josh McDaniels out in New England. And McDaniels as a coach, man, never had one running back in any season with New England with over 200 carries and 35 catches because he spreads it around. So I think Jacobs, look, he had nine touchdowns last year. Mm. I, th- I think he's going to have a – I think he's going to finish outside the RB20 this year. Oof. Outside RB20. I, I yep. sort of got to agree with Damn. you, man. The offensive line, a little shaky. shaky. A little shaky. A new, a new head coach with a new offensive scheme. Yep. Not, yeah, as you said, man, not going to be a better passing running, now, too. Now, a workhorse running back, Dante. man. And he's extremely dependent. Like, in the last three years, he's actually been pretty consistent because he's just been a definition of a workhorse running back. Yep. Like, but he's very touchdown dependent because he's not going to get much receiving yards. He's more exactly. of a prototypical running back. So, I totally agree with you. Like, Josh Jacobs, man, even though I believe in the Raiders going to have a good season this year with, the, with obviously additions of Devontae Adams, increasing that offensive repertoire. But that the RB situation, man, Josh Jacobs in the in the in those middle four or five rounds, I'll, I'll step back and take a wide receiver, wide receiver yeah. instead, instead of Josh Jacobs giving me mediocre seven point eight point performances. <laughs> Sixty yards and one catch, man. That's going to be Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of like, I guess because we're on stock down. I think an obvious stock down is James Robinson. They said he may be ready for. Oh, him, dude, he's not but... even on the radar, man. Yeah, I forgot about him. He's not even drafted, man. I think he's a guy that's like kind of just completely off the radar, um, and that's just because of ETN, uh, which is very unfortunate because James Robinson was one of my super super sleeper picks um, way back in the day. 
as much as this hurts me to say, because I still think this guy is super talented, I think Antonio Gibson is going to have a little bit of a not a superstar yeah. type track that I thought he was going to have last year. I think he's just kind of going to be okay. Because for me, even though he was injured with the turf toe stuff and it was just he was in and out of the lineup, I didn't like that like on goal line and like on important drives that J.D. McKissick was in there. Um, <laughs> they paid J.D. McKissick, so I guess they think he has a yeah. lot of value, which is yeah. like that's just mind-blowing to me. And then they drafted the guy from Alabama, Brian Robinson, which is more of a downhill runner. Um, but to me, that screams that they're going to maybe try to do running back by committee. So if that's the case, then I think Antonio Gibson's value is just not going to be that high. Um, yeah. I hope I'm wrong on that. And if he's like in a super later round, I still might take him because I just like his ability as a bigger back and he can catch and he's yeah. explosive. He's it's just hands. he just hasn't been able to like break out like he had that good first year. And then, like you say, I think this is going to his third year, maybe second mm -hmm. year. Just he was played with that foot. So he was just never fully healthy. Um, so yeah. he's a guy that I think is. That's one that I struggled with, though, because I did not yeah, want to put him on the stop. Right there, shot. Yeah. I like him a lot. The, but you got to look at perspective this year, man. Last year, I was not high on Antonio Gibson because his, his draft stock was a borderline first, second rounder last year. This year, he's getting picked around the sixth, fifth, sixth, seventh round. It's like a pretty big range where I see. I think somebody's gonna take a chance and take him earlier, and they're gonna and they're gonna win on that. I think he might but go. I'm telling you, if you get Antonio Gibson in the sixth, the fifth, sixth or sixth, round, yeah, that's yeah, that's, 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 that's easy draft capital actually. Because last year, like, like, gonna jump even on. even he didn't like live up to his hype. Still finishes a top ten running back last year. Still had thousand yards. As you spoke, he got an injury, and at his draft position right now, if you give him as an like a flex type of dude Zeke. in the sixth round. Oh, oh, I don't know about that, man. No, 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 no. I don't know about that, man. But if I get a sixth round, man, I'm looking around. Oh, uh, look, look with that blasphemy, man. Don't he was, was getting the running back last year. Uh, he was. He was. He was, an was RB1? He was an RB1 last year. But there's yeah. level to this boy, man. Man, Zekio <laughs> Elliott, man. My boy has, has a resume, man. Has a resume. No, he definitely has a resume. But I will say that if Tony – part of what Antonio's – like you say, he like was hurt last year. But like to your point, he was a top-10 running back. Well, this year, if he's completely healthy and he shows in preseason camp that he's a true RB1, you could get some real value from Antonio Gibson because, you know, if last year he wasn't hurt, and he still was a top, he could have been a, maybe a top five back or a top six or seven back if he wasn't injured. Cause he had a turf, cause I had him on my team. He had a turf toe injury, like pretty much from, I don't know, the buy or whenever they had their buy in the middle of the season from then on. So he was just kind of inconsistently in and out the back and they were trying to manage his touches. So that's a guy that I hated to put on the, like the, I guess you could say, stock down. Um, and one other guy that I think is gonna, there was a lot of hype for him going like last year because he was a rookie back and he, I, he was part of the committee by committee whatever was michael carter i don't think i don't think he's gonna build i don't think he's gonna who's you thought i was gonna say herbert i thought you were gonna say javante williams dude i was like uh, dude, uh, uh, up for that man no uh, oh freaking michael michael carter i think yeah. had a chance last year I, and I think Brees Hall, they traded up to get him. I think that is not a good sign. That is not a good sign. That means they got no belief committee. in him, man. Yeah. No They're going to do the committee, but I think Brees might be able to take it by, I guess you could say, the middle of the season, barring injury. Like, yeah. Right, for so, me, for uh, me, Michael Carter this year is pretty much close to undraftable. 
Like he's going like around the kickers, man. That's a modern playbook, right? He's going around where Justin Tucker didn't get selected. So that's Michael a tough Carter, one. I think he got zero upside, man. I'd rather he's have the Justin second, Tucker. He's the second. He's the second mm, RB on for real. <laughs> I would too. I'm dead he's serious on 66 that. 66 yarders in Detroit to get Yeah, down, yeah. Dude. I definitely would rather have Justin Tucker. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jay, he's undraftable in my books, man. No upside. He's the second RB on a bad New York Jets, t- New York Jets team, man. So he's undraftable, man. But for who me, else is their other back day? I can't remember who else was their other back, though. They had another one. I don't know. I can't remember. Irrelevant. So Michael, I don't know the guy. Yeah. Relevant. But this year, man, first round, this is a first round pick. I got stocked down this year, man. King Henry. Derrick Henry this year, man. Not mad at that. I'm, I'm not touching him, man. The three, the, the the thing about the 300 touch season, man. There's something something deadly <laughs> about that. When you get 300 touches, man, the body is not even. Yeah, man. A, no. a Hulk, like he looks like the Hulk, man. Like a King lot. Henry looks like the Hulk. But the way the offensive is deteriorating, is deteriorating right now. Obviously, they lost AJ Brown. They got a rookie to suffer AJ Brown. Ryan Tannehill, I've never been a big fan of Ryan Tannehill. The offensive line getting worse. The offensive getting worse. King Henry's gonna get it's gonna be harder to run down the lane and get his 25 to 30 touches because that's how he gets those. <laughs> that's how he gets it done, man. 25 Goal to 30. line, though. I don't know, man. Touchdown. I don't the, the season, man. I feel like this is a season where King Henry regresses a little more, man. Just mm. a just a little more, man. Because like right now he's still going around the top five, top seven range, man. I'll be taking my other RBs over King Henry, man, every single time, man. You, every you single take Dalvin like, Cook over him? Absolutely. No question. I'm taking Dalvin Cook over him. I'm taking Joe Mixon over him. I'm taking Najee Harris over him. Dalvin I wish, we, I wish we knew what Alvin Kamara's suspension was going to be. Oh, I don't know why. Alvin Kamara, man. You know my thoughts about the, these RB1s? Like, our, Alvin Kamara has been RB1 for the last five years. Yeah. He's been the definition of consistency when he has taken over the job. And this suspension gives someone the opportunity to get in Kamara in the second round. The second round right here. Like, my projection right now. Like, if they gave Deshaun six, Kamara can't get more than six. So, I'm going to do a little math. I'm, I'm going I'm to project four-game suspension. Yeah, four. four-game suspension. It has happened to other running backs before. So, that's mm-hmm. my projection right now. He's going to get suspended for four games. You take the back. I hope you can survive without him. But if you get Alvin Kamara ready for the playoffs, and that's your RB2, have mercy on the other team, man, because you yeah, can pair up, maybe pair up an Austin Eckler or a Jonathan Taylor, mm. CMC, mm. Dalvin Cook with Alvin Kamara. Have mercy on the other Dalvin team, Cook man. and Alvin Kamara on your team. Jesus is, Christ. Oof. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Mm. Jesus Christ. Because I think I think with Jameis coming back, the offense will be a lot better this year. With the yeah. weapons on the outside, with Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave, man, Michael Thomas coming back this yeah, Mr. season. Slant. Yeah, the offense is going to be improved, man. Give Kamara a little more lanes to run, man. So, like, Alvin Kamar, man, I'm taking him second round. No brainer. No brainer. I mean, yeah, if he's there, for sure. I, I sure. Honestly, they keep pushing his case back, too. So, like, we'll see what ends up unfolding there. That, well, yeah, I, I have to think it gets done before the season, though. I'm sure. I, yeah. I think that'd be I mean, he's been that camp. camp. That's the only – that's really the only news. He's just there. Game over. And that is where we will be ending the podcast, unfortunately. Uh, I just felt like it wasn't great audio. It was pretty much me and Zoo yelling about Kenneth Walker third and Drew Locke for some odd reason. So if you actually want to go see that full length video of us having a shouting match, you can see that on my YouTube page at Quantro Knows. Um, also follow us on all the DSPs, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the whole nine. Uh, also follow us on Instagram at bullheaded underscore pod. 
And also follow us on TikTok at bullheaded864. And for me, Zoo and P. Bush, we're out.